This podcast is brought to you by the UCL Institute of Orthopaedics and Musculoskeletal Science. I'm Simon Lambert, a consultant orthopaedic surgeon on the shoulder service at the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital and honorary senior lecturer at University College London. Well, thanks for speaking to us, Professor Lambert. So with regards to your area of expertise, what are the basics that you'd expect a student to have a handle on for the FRCS Auth? I would expect a student at that level uh, coming up to FRCS Auth to understand the basic biomechanics of the shoulder, including the rotator cuff, and um, have a working knowledge of what causes stability in the shoulder or contributes to stability in the shoulder and therefore what uh, disturbances of that uh, cause instability. So I'd, I'd, I'd want them to have a very good basic pathobiologic biomechanical knowledge. I'd also expect them to have a very good grounding in neurology, uh, particularly the neurology um, of the brachial plexus because that defines muscular control of the shoulder. I'd expect them to know the anatomy and the distribution of the brachial plexus extremely well. Um, I'd expect them to understand um, the processes of aging in bone, tendon, and capsule. Uh, And I'd expect them to have a knowledge of the surgical approaches, front, top, and back to the shoulder. That's the basic minimum I think I'd I'd expect them to have. Now, there are a whole raft of surgical responses to pathologies of the rotator cuff. Can we just run through some of those? Well, um, in terms of the FRCS Auth uh, exam, I'd expect a student to have a good working knowledge of the pathobiology of tendon degeneration or collagen degeneration, uh, including a biomechanics uh, understanding of things like the stress strain curves and hysteresis within a tendon and what that means in terms of the molecular chemistry of the tendon and its response to strain, its response to uh, training and its response to rest and aging. That's basic science that I think all students will know and should know. Um, And you build on that my expectation that they would at least have a working knowledge of how physiotherapy might benefit a early um, shoulder, an early degenerating shoulder. I'd expect them to have some knowledge of the new studies of platelet-derived factors, uh, mesenchymal stem cells, in terms of treating the tendinopathy and enthesopathy, and know the difference between the two. And then I'd expect them to have at least a working knowledge of the outcomes of the arthroscopic um, decompressions and repairs of the tendon and the open open, uh, techniques, including tendon transfers. But I wouldn't expect an in-depth knowledge, just a knowledge that those exist and a ballpark figure of how useful and valuable they are to people. And if you wanted to push a student... I think if if they um, demonstrated to me that they had um, a secure and confident knowledge of anatomy and neuroanatomy and um, had been able to demonstrate through drawing the graph of stress and strain that they understood the um, pathobiomechanics of tendons, then I'd start to say, okay, what do you know about the surgical tactics? 
because at FRCS Orth level, we're not asking them about specialist surgery. We're asking them, have they got a foundation from which they could become specialists? So if this candidate then said to me through his answers or her answers, I understand all that you're talking about, then I'd say, right, now let me ask you about the surgical tactic that you would use in um, a degenerating tendon. So I'd push them for the specialism once I was absolutely clear that they were sound about the foundation science and the foundation pathology. And so there are exciting avenues for regenerative medicine with cell-based therapies and stem cells, etc. Would you expect students to have an eye on the future? Well, I'd hope so. Um, on the other hand, our current FRCS Orth curriculum doesn't necessarily um, invite that enthusiasm. Actually, the FRCS Orth curriculum simply says, this is a hurdle you have to pass and this is how you should pass it. Uh, I'm a little bit dismayed sometimes at how disinterested potential candidates are about the future because their future is actually just about passing the exam and then moving on. I think exciting people about the future has to be in there um, and the best, the best candidates still have that vision. Um, but I'm a little bit worried that it's, it's being lost in the necessity of having to pass this important milestone. It, it interrupts um, people's thinking, unfortunately. And, and I don't think that we have actually very, very much room for imagination and innovation at FRCS level. It comes later when people actually enter at fellowship level their clinical application of what they've learned at FRCS auth level. So I think innovations and tissue regeneration and this sort of thing is something that they have to know about, but they will only get excited about it when they're liberated from the necessity to pass an exam. Simon Lambert, thank you. This podcast is brought to you by the UCL Institute of Orthopaedics and Musculoskeletal Science. Simon Lambert, thank you.